Good evening, everyone. We're live. Uh, welcome to TRH again, the Reconnection Hour by Mr. Perfect. Uh, it's Thursday, it's 8.30, so it's TRH time. I'm Terry, founder, CEO of Mr. Perfect, as most of you know. Uh, what is Mr. Perfect? Well, we bring men together mainly at barbecues uh, to create communities and connection for the betterment of mental health and to reduce isolation. We do that across the country. Uh, right now, obviously, our Victorian barbecues are not running, but the majority of them are running, which is great, uh, with a few guidelines and restrictions in place. And we have plenty more coming as well at uh, the back end of this year. What's TRH? Well, we weekly have a, an hour to chat to health professionals um, and other people doing incredible things in the world of connection, men's health, mental health, you name it, uh, just some great people that are usually very community focused and have some incredible organizations that they either work for or they volunteer for or they've created a movement. A quick disclaimer, uh, nothing too formal, but we'll discuss mental health at some stage and uh, whether there's any uh, stories that come up out of that. There may be nothing too gory normally, but just in case there is, just to be, to be prepared for that. Um, this week's been pretty good for us and Mr. Perfect. We have um, about 22 at the moment barbecue hosts in our kind of recruitment process that I've been chatting to. So clearly there's a demand out there for more of our barbecues running. A little bit of a catch 22 because people are a little bit uh, hesitant with COVID of course and how we get them going. But I'm pleased to say there is a demand uh, for what we do and more connections. So that's brilliant. Uh, personally, look, my weeks are never dull, pretty hectic this week, but um, I something that's relevant tonight, for tonight, and, and discussion we're going to have. I bought some gym gear recently to have at home, some weights and uh, barbell and dumbbells and all sorts of things, and I finally got back into scheduling in my calendar three lunch times a week when I've been working at home to get outside and not take my phone out and uh, spend an hour doing some workout. Nothing too strenuous, but... Uh, it's been amazing for me to to get back to that, more mentally than physically. So I'm sure we'll talk about that tonight. Um, I also used to enjoy massively going to the gym with my um, one of my best friends. Like we'd have a great chance to chat and catch up there, and that's normally what we do. I don't know how hard we'd go, but uh, it was always good for my head and very relevant tonight because we speak. Uh, we're speaking with um, Michael Murphy. So Michael is the founder of Beyond the Barbell. It's a movement that aims to create a safe, welcoming and enjoyable space where men can come for a workout and benefit from a support network of like-minded men. Very similar to what we do, just with weights. So uh, I'll let Michael explain more. So welcome to TRH, Michael. How Thank are you, you very much. Oh, very well, Terry. Thank you very much for the introduction. Very, uh, I read it off your website. I just copied and pasted it. So, you know. <laughs> That's all right, but I love it when I hear people have uh, gone out and bought gym equipment and uh, kind of making the most of COVID and, and stuff like that. So I'm glad you've got something. Yeah, so I um, uh, I resisted it for so long. I'm a little bit of a cynic. So when I first saw everyone buying it, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go and do that. Like, why would I bother spending, you know? I'll just wait until they sell it all on Gumtree in six months' time. <laughs> and then um, I just got to a point where I couldn't, I couldn't do any longer and then my wife said well look you're probably gonna be at home for a while so i thought okay i'll get it didn't tell my wife just bought it i said i've got this really great deal it's worth it's worth a thousand dollars i got it for 500 <laughs> got this oh, bench, fantastic. got the barbell and some weights just standard you know nothing fancy and then yeah. i got it hard i got it all set up and i'm sitting there on my deck and i thought hold on a minute how am i going to do a bench press when i haven't got the <laughs> the bar like <laughs> So hang on. The rack. So yeah. I've had to set up this very um like OHS, very not very uh, good system where I hook it back onto our couch that we've got on our deck. So yeah, yeah I've no way to capitate myself doing it. But anyway, no, look, pleasure. Well, thanks for um, thanks for coming on, buddy. Uh, I know we've had some um, limited chat over email, and I think I might have first connected when I did. Maybe when I did the men's health landscape or I put together something yes, and I know yes, you yes. guys were you're doing. So um thank you so much. And look, um what we normally do, first question I ask is tell everyone a little bit about you. Uh as, yeah. as, as big or as small as the stories you like and how you got to where you are now. Yeah, well one might start off with just before we, we I get into Go beyond the barbell. Um it was 
it was probably you, Terry. I listened to a podcast um, a while ago that you were on and, and spoke about Mr. Yeah. Perfect and the barbecue. And, and I'll be honest with you, it was a little bit of the inspiration of where Beyond the Barbell came from because um, I can't cook. Um, so um, <laughs> I kind of chose something I was good at and going to the gym was something I was good at. So I thought, well, that's a great way to get guys connected. So, uh, yeah, first of all, thank you. And um, you probably don't know, but you did play that's a it. A pretty big role in, in beyond the barbell so um, Love it. that's brilliant but yeah about me um, I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years uh, soon as I finished high school I did my cert three and cert four in, in fitness and kind of worked my way around um, doing pretty much anything you can do in the fitness industry I've worked at gyms I've worked at weight loss retreats um, I Recently worked at a rehab hospital where I ran exercise programs for um, alcohol and drugs and people with mental illness. Um, I ran my own business. Um, up, I'm, I'm based in Melbourne. Uh, for you guys out there that don't know, um, I ran my own business um, on the beach in Williamstown for five years. Um, and yeah, ran. I uh, facilitated fitness courses. Um, I actually wrote fitness courses as well um, and then towards the kind of end of, well, I shouldn't say the end, uh, just recently I kind of transferred more over to strength and conditioning uh, where I've been lucky enough to kind of work with some national teams, uh, doing some fitness testing with them. Uh, I've worked with Olympians, uh, worked with um, ice hockey, which a lot of people in Australia don't know. We have a ice hockey league, yeah. so with one of with one of the Melbourne teams. Uh, and just recently, until um, COVID hit and everything got shut down in Melbourne, I was working um, at an AFL club for their seconds team, so doing all their rehab and uh, running them through sessions, which absolutely loved. Uh, took me back to my my glory days of playing sport and. Um, getting around the guys so uh, but I guess that's kind of where the the crust of beyond the barbell started like it was my background fitness um, and as I kind of alluded to before um, I've always kind of looked for like ways to connect um, you know the men's sheds is a great example but I'm terrible with my hands um, I try to make Sorry. things but um, I kind of just make it up as I go and just um, give it a best shot but I've never been good at that and as I said I wasn't a great cook so you know getting people around for a barbecue wasn't wasn't always something that I was good at so I kind of yeah chose the gym to try and connect guys um, so that started late last year uh, it snowballed really quick uh, when it started it was probably an outlet for me a little bit um, I was just made redundant from my role and um, I have been made redundant before in my career and it was it was something that I guess like I felt lost with um, not having anything to do so when I was made redundant this time I kind of thought I'm going to be proactive and, and this is an idea that I've been sitting on for a while so uh, it kind of turned into a full-time job for a little bit while I was sitting at home having nothing to do with my big um, redundancy package I thought I'm not in no rush to get it job I might as well play around with this so um, but I guess to give you a background of, of where it all started um, myself I'm pretty shy I'm an introvert uh, but for some reason when I was at the gym I was different um, you know a lot of people would have said I was an extrovert and, um, but yeah for, for me the gym was an escape it was also like a place I could go um, you know, like most men, um, I, well, I, you know, I've suffered depression and anxiety for years. Um, and like most men, you know, I, I didn't want to seek help. I didn't want to go see, you know, a doctor. I didn't want to go see a psychologist. Mm. But for some reason, when I went to the gym, like I felt comfortable talking to the other boys about, you know, it wasn't necessarily, hey, look, I've got depression or I've got anxiety. It was, you know, I'm having a really tough time at work at the moment or, you know, um, you know, stuff at home is not going great. Like I just felt comfortable speaking to the guys about it. Um, so it was interesting the kind of relationships that I had with the guys at the gym. I actually went off and did a bit of a research study. So I went back to university and did a thesis um, on it. Um, so why people kind of participate in exercise. And we specifically looked at CrossFit 
because um, there seems to be this huge community um, of CrossFit. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that hate it, and Absolutely. but there's um, yeah, it's a whole different world when you're in there. It's just this this massive community. So we kind of did a lot of interviews. I think we interviewed up to about thirty people from the gym and, and tried to find out why why is it they're choosing this place to come. Um, to kind of, you know, get to the point where they're throwing up and, you know, crawling out of the gym. Um, and what we found was it was a sense of community. Um, they just love that that sense of community. It's it's not, I guess, for the for the listeners, it's not, CrossFit's not like a gym where you kind of go put your headphones in and you, you, you just do your own thing. It's like a class mentality um, and you do, everyone does the same thing, whether, you know, the stronger guys will just lift heavier, but at the at the end of the day, everyone's lifting the same. So yeah, it was this sense of community that they loved, absolutely loved. Um, so you know, city, this is starting to all start to boil now. I've got the the back uh, the research to say people love this sense of community. I've I've got this thing where you know I wanted somewhere to connect, um, and then I guess towards the end of last year, being made redundant, and also had a friend. Uh, from the gym I'm currently at now that was, that was struggling with mental health and um, I spoke to him about it. He was, um, I hope he doesn't mind me sharing, but he, he was an outpatient um, uh, and the, the days that the, the time he had away from the hospital, like the first thing he wanted to do was come to the gym just because he felt yeah. safe and felt connected and I thought this is it. This is time to, um, to start something. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I always have these these crazy ideas of what I'm going to run and, and my poor wife has to listen to them all the time going, oh, okay, so you're going to take over the <laughs> world. And, yeah, another one. <laughs> uh, and, but, yeah, training and, and mental health was something I was really passionate about. So it was probably the first time that I can remember that it was, you know, I was up at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night on the computer just writing up you know, ideas yeah. and reaching out to people and stuff like that, which is something I've never, you know, I've always tried to leave my work at home. Oh, sorry, my work at work and, you know, home life at home. So, yeah, uh, yeah she got got behind me um, and we decided that we'd run an event that was going to kind of be our, our big thing. Um, we we're going to run an event. Um, get We had a, a young guy, Cameron Oates, who I used to go to school with. Um, he started a, a non-for-profit called You Are Right, Mate, after his brother committed suicide. Yeah. Um, so we got everyone from the gym and he came in and we had a workout um, and then he did a talk about, you know, talking about mental illness. And I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of where it, the whole Beyond the Barbell blossomed from. Yeah. Um, so from there, we've done a couple more events. So we had um, former AFL player Tom Downey. Um, he was a GWS giant, so a Sydney boy. Um, he came and spoke about his battles with mental health. And, um, you know, that's something that we're, we're really trying to push is people sharing their stories because um, you'd be surprised, you know, how many people came up to him afterwards and, and could really resonate with his story about his anxiety and his depression and stuff like that. So that's kind of been something that we've really pushed, um, you know, coming to the gym and sharing his story. Um, and we had another event planned, but COVID in Melbourne got the best of us, so we had to do it online. Um, so we had former NBA player Chris Anstey, Australian Boomers, uh, Olympian, um, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he was fantastic. He spoke about, again, he's... You know, his battles with mental health, going through divorce and, you know, playing away from home. And um, we also had, um, I like to call him the the mental health guru down here in Melbourne, Cal Nelms from Bloke Psychology. Yep. He was also on the on the podcast, oh, sorry, on the event with us um, and spoke about, you know, mental health. So that was a really, um, again, kind of having these, these sports professionals share their story, it kind of makes mental health a lot more real. Um, yeah, so from that, from that we uh, we try to get workouts in. Um, again, with COVID, it's been a bit harder. So we were doing Zoom sessions for a while just to kind of get guys together. That's what I was going to uh, ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, 
the plan was was you know once a week to get everyone together similar to you know mr perfect with the barbecues but uh just as we're about to start covid kind of hit uh we've been able to get a couple in and they've been awesome you know in the gym uh we're based in we've got a gym in fairfield um so the guys from fairfield uh, from Northside fitness in fairfield have been awesome just let us use their gym um whenever we want uh so a couple of times we've been in there we just write up a what uh a workout on the whiteboard we just adjust it for whoever's there uh we all go for it you know we all get around each other high fives fist pumps um and then we have a discussion afterwards just about uh, the last one we spoke about covid and you know the positives of it and the negatives of it and it was really good you know people really starting to open up in that environment um but other than that, yeah, it's, it's been online on Zoom, which is which is hard to yeah. do. Um, but it's still a good way to connect. It's still, you know, a really good way for guys to kind of still have that every week to, to do something. Uh, also during COVID, we've done online workouts. So on on our website, we have a list of workouts. So if you're looking for something to do in, on your back deck with your weights and your dumbbells, uh, we have awesome. a list of stuff to do on the website um you can even go onto youtube and we have workouts that you know i've shown how to do them and stuff like that uh, if people have reached out we've given them fitness advice um you know online personal trainings help them set goals and stuff like that um so yeah, it's it's been yeah it's been really really busy uh during covid i thought everything was going to go really quiet but we're probably going the opposite way um, and then our, our next one that we're working on at the moment, which I'm really, really proud of, is it's called 42 for 42. Um, so it's for the 42 men uh, that lose their life to suicide each week. So, yeah, in Australia we have eight people that lose lose their life to suicide each week. Six of them will be men. Um, so that's 42. So we are reaching out to 42 gyms and 42 businesses uh, just to, to raise awareness of men's mental health and the importance of reaching out if if you're not feeling well so uh, that kicks off next week uh, we have quite a few gyms physiotherapies um, like naturopaths uh, Movember's on board so we're going to do a, a presentation for them Brilliant. Uh, just talking about men's mental health and and why we think it's kind of got to the way it is and you know that that I guess toxic masculinity around why guys won't open up and talk and you know they just live with it and that, that old terminology she'll be right um you know and what we can do to to kind of help help that um and then at the con at the conclusion of that i um stupidly agreed to do 42 workouts in a day uh, so we're going to do them back to back <laughs> um and then the more i kind of program it look at it it's going to take um yeah close to eight to 12 hours of just working out so um Jeez. <laughs> yeah. that's an effort <laughs> so yeah that's in three months time it's a fundraiser for movember so as i said they're on board um they're helping out which has been fantastic um and we're hoping to get about five thousand dollars from that um so yeah, I probably went on a little bit too long then, but um, that's know, what we're brilliant. doing. I, was, I, was, I love it when people talk, man. Like, it's great. It means I don't have to. Uh, I, the more people talk, the more I, I get things building up. I go, oh, yeah, I resonate with that. And I resonate with the story of how you started it. And I'm 90% of it, I'm going, it's the same but different. Like, it's. Um, yeah. I think there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you, though, specifically the yep. um, in thing is exactly what I say to everyone and they say no you're not like you just say that mm -hmm. as a I think I I know I am but I use a defense sometimes and I know I do that yeah. sometimes as well like I say no I'm not you know and for me there was I always wonder was it was there reasons for me being introverted does it affect my mental health? well did it have any link to like my character or the way I dealt with things. And I think now, I used to think it did a lot more, whereas I actually think it's been a, I use it a bit more of a superpower now to be a bit more thoughtful about things. So hence, thinking about why you wanted to start Beyond the Barbell. I guess my first question was the internet thing. Um, 
did you uh was there any particular reason you think for that like or was it an upbringing thing was that you weren't around a lot of people or, or did, did it affect your mental health anyway as a, as a kid or growing up um yeah that's a good question uh i've always been a shy one like you know my parents would say that um well i'll tell you a funny story actually so yeah. my extent my extended family, like we catch up at Christmas time and stuff like that, and I never talk. Uh, you know, you answer the questions, you know, oh, you know, how's work? Oh, it's good. You know, how's, how's your house going? Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, and I recently, this year, just before COVID hit, I got married. Um, and then obviously, you know, you do your vows and you do your speeches and stuff like that. And my extended family came up and said, I've, we've never in the 35 years, 35 years you've been alive, we've never heard you speak so much. Um, than you have today. So, um, yeah, I've always been shy. And, and, it's, and as I got older, it's something that never really sat well with me. Um, again, because, you know, you've been introvert, like I would, like I'd get like high levels of anxiety to go out and to yeah. know that you have to have conversations and stuff with people. Um, so a lot of the time, um, like I just wouldn't go. So it was probably probably got the worst 2010. So I moved uh, for you Victorians. I used to live on the Mornington Peninsula and then moved to the city for university, which is about an hour away. Um, and as soon as I got to the city, I probably went into my shell a lot more. Um, and yeah, it was just yeah because I was shy and an introvert. It was probably only when I started to facilitate that I kind of got a little bit more confidence because you're up in front of people, you're talking all the time and stuff like that. So, yeah. but as I said, it was, um, yeah, in the gym, uh, it was completely different. Like there was always banter going back and forth and I was happy to kind of, you know, be that clown and be that person. And then, you know, they asked you to go out for a drink afterwards and I wouldn't say two words because I'm not in this environment that I'm comfortable with. So, yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. yeah, it's something that uh, I'm used to now. Um, you know, even now when we go out, um, you know, I'm the quiet one in the corner that doesn't really say much. Um, yeah. you know, get me in an environment where I'm comfortable, the gym, um, yeah, and you can't shut me up. Well, that's funny you say because the football was mine. Like that was my soccer was my. Yep. I was a, a bit of an animal. Well, apparently I still am on the pitch. Like <laughs> I was loud, quite aggressive, and I played. But off off it, everyone was like, "Oh, you wouldn't even." Like, I barely even squeak, you know. But football was my outlet, and then also yeah. not a sporting thing, but writing. Like so, I could write for the life of me and write everything I was thinking and how I would plan something, and I was could write to the end of time, you know, a novel about anything. And but I couldn't verbalize it and I couldn't same thing at family things. So it's my family, yet I still couldn't I didn't want to have a call. I maybe I didn't want to, but I just couldn't have a full on conversation. And same same thing at my wedding, did this massive speech and everyone was like, What? Like you just spoke for twenty yeah. minutes about all this stuff <laughs> and you know, and it just came out and I said, Well actually when I started Mr. Perfect, I realized uh you get me to talk about this or my story or the stories of others that are and you won't stop me like that's yeah. i don't go i don't blush i don't go red like i used to i wouldn't um have literally like a panic attack i'll call in sick at work because i had to do a presentation uh school jobs you name it i'd do all that and hide and try and just get out of the way you know i'd hide like best i possibly could but with this stuff it's just that's where i felt i feel comfortable talking about it and then people first of all are taken aback by it and then they disarms them and then they go, oh wow! Like you know, you can you can feel it when they come up to you one on one afterwards when you've talked or you've done probably exactly what you've done at the um, at the events. And I think that yeah. you know, the point is, you definitely, I'm definitely more on the introvert side. But when I'm comfortable with something and I love it, like I I could talk all day about it. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. point. Which, so, yeah. which is interesting because it's something that we've uh, we've really tried, and it'll be good to hear your thoughts on it too. Yeah. Uh, about like if I think about myself, like if I hadn't started Beyond the Barbell and something like this came up, how I would go going into this new environment. Um, and again, I remember at one of our events, we had a, a young guy come in uh, and he, he was telling us that he had, he's, when he saw the event 
three weeks in advance, he's like, I'm done, I'm doing it, I, I can't wait to go. And as the event got closer, he's like, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not yeah. going. It was his partner that said, you need to go. Um, and it was kind of like once he was there, you know, we, we all kind of got around him and, you know, it was he, he was welcomed. But it's that kind of, you know, introverts like us taking that first step, which I yes. think, you know, not just for, for Beyond the Barbell, but just for, you know, seeking that support as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that unknown that these introverts are kind of like, oh, I don't know what to expect, so I'm not going to do mm. it. And I used to think about it a lot more negatively. So I've done a lot of work with my psychologist over the years now that he says, like, use that imagination and that creativity for the good. You know, like, you can be really destructive, like, with too much thinking, of course, which is a daily thing for me. But I try my best to divert the other way, hence with Mr. Perfect, and I kind of put my energy into that. And you talk about being up at night doing, you know, I was exactly the same. I would finish work, I'd go, sod this, I'm not doing work at home. Like, this is the last yeah. thing I'd ever do. When I started Mr. Perfect, my wife went noticed, finished dinner, kids in bed, or it was just, yeah, when Finn was born. So it started just when my first was born. And then I'd be at my laptop after dinner, and that was it till like, you know, midnight. Just, yeah. even if a lot of it wasn't productive, it was just a lot of planning and research and things. And that became my thing. Like, that's when I had energy. So in the day, maybe two, three hours of work, I'm not that, you know, I'm not productive. But yeah. then I'd get home and do all the other stuff and find myself having that energy again. And that's when I knew, actually, this is important, or at least it feels important. So it must, you know, I wasn't getting paid for it, I wasn't doing it yet. So um, it's amazing. And the, the other thing I wanted to say was the the study you did, I thought it's incredible. So I read that on the website. So it's interesting that you did that. Did you do the study first, you said, and then kind of you, you thought, hold on a minute, there's something here. And how did that thought process come about, I guess, to no, do the well, study? To, to be honest, well, I kind of fell into it. So yeah. Um, like I've gone to uni, I, I did did my bachelor's degree, did my master's degree, and I kind of wanted to go, and this was all in strength and conditioning exercise, I wanted to go and do my PhD, uh, which I applied for, and they said, well, we need to see your research background, which I didn't mm -hmm. have, so I had to go back and do an honours. Um, and originally, I was, I was doing an honours on high-intensity interval training and trying to find out what what kind of ratios were the best, you know, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off a minute. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of got into two months of it. I'm just like, I hate this. I can't <laughs> do this. Um, I actually went told um, the head of the honours course and said, look, you know, I'm going to drop out. Um, and he said, no, you know, it's still early in the year. Let's see if we can find you another supervisor. Um, so I kind of went on to the, the uni website and started looking up the supervisors and what their, their backgrounds were and stuff like that. Um, and at the time, I was working at the, the rehab hospital for AAD yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, this this guy had done a similar project about why people do MMA. Um, and I thought, oh, well, wonder why people do the gym. So I went and spoke to him and I told him that I do CrossFit. And he goes, perfect. You know, that's what, that's what I really want to do that. Let's work together. So I did that um, and it probably was – Towards the end of it, that's when the ideas started to flow about, um, you know, building that community. Um, and I guess at the start, it was probably selfish reasons why I kind of started the whole Beyond the Barbell because, you know, it's it's something I was comfortable with. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, it was an afterthought. So I kind of fell into the whole why people do the gym stuff and then as I was kind of going through it and researching it and interviewing people and just the overwhelming of, you know, it's just a community. Mm. Uh, you know, we also found that a lot of them come from sporting backgrounds and that was something they missed. It wasn't so much the, the training um, and you kind of touched on it before. It was the sporting environment, that sporting yeah. team, which at the end of the day is a community. Uh, which again for me, you know, growing up, I was basketball, um, you know, and that, and that were probably the only mates I had were from from basketball. So, you know, if you kind of go down the wormhole a little bit, you know, they're from the sporting background, team sports. They kind of want that feeling again as they got a bit older, um, and then this sense of community. A lot of them said, you know, their best friends are from the gym. Um, you know, people have had you know, their best man, uh, bridesmaids from the gym, 
Uh, actually, seen people get married in the gym, which is crazy. But um, <laughs> I, sh- I showed my wife that one. She goes, "Don't you dare!" No get married yeah. in the gym. <laughs> but you know, each to their own. So uh, yeah, it was kind of an afterthought. But the good thing was when I started beyond the bar, like I had all this research to go. Well, yeah, exactly. you know, it's supported. It's you know, there's evidence to say that you know there's importance of having this this place where guys guys can come and Mate, so I was particularly intrigued by that because the reason being, um, when we started Mr. Perfect, I started it just on these hunches, right? All these experiences going to the doctor, finding out, you know, here's medication, here's a specialist. Okay, there's not no social aspect to that. Asking doctors I knew about it, and they said, Yeah, that's pretty much what we do. Then speaking to mates and realizing, Well, we really got our, our kind of community from football and soccer. Uh, and be together at that for a couple of hours and then that morphed into the barbecues um, yeah. reading a beyond blue november joint report saying men's social connections over 30 just went like that you know like the amount of times they saw people so if you have a regular event or once a week gym you can go to or something at least you regardless of what you're doing there like you're getting out as well um and then what happened over time was someone said to me a psychiatrist i know said to me Oh, do you think it would be a good idea if you did, um, if I did, uh, do you mind if I do a study about what you're doing? And I said, no, absolutely, mate. You're the best person to do this. And he's already started this. So it's in process now. And it's a long, long process because he has a lot of other, obviously, things on his plate as well. But um, he's bringing together some great people and a research student and whatever to do a study of why, you know, these gatherings create that community and connection. I'm sure the findings would be very similar or that, you know, the, the surveys would be similar and you know I, that made me go back and go hold on a minute like an afterthought let me do a bit of research but it took me you know five minutes and i found stuff in psychology today and then this us sort of journal that talked about physical like actual barbecues why they were good for mental health i thought oh hold on <laughs> there is something there for this and then it got me really thinking again i'm probably geeking me and i was looking at you know um uh aboriginal indigenous uh native um american indians like uh, native um americans how they use the barbecue or the fire is that community gathering point and that it wasn't yeah. so much the food or what they were doing on the thing like it was just that was the thing so yeah it's amazing that's what I was, I was intrigued by that um there's something about it like you know, i say it to everyone now don't stress too much about the barbecue and the food and like the barbecue hosts yes, it's not about that that you're providing that space for them to go it's a bonus if we get you know you have the food and you have a chat and then you have a chat afterwards and then before you know it it's another half an hour and you're having this brilliant connection with someone uh, or you've got a little bit off your chest and we found it with the football when we started we put an ad on gumtree and uh, meetup.com for two hours for a kick around which is how mr Burke started and we kicked the football for two hours in the sun all different sizes ages abilities and we sat down like, exhausted afterwards probably like you guys do yeah. and had the best chat half an hour like guys i didn't even know like you know we're all a few of us quite shy as well and just talking about anything and everything and one of them just went i i don't remember the last time i did anything like this and that was like the little ding 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 like we were like hold on there's something here and then that morphed into one way the football team and one way the barbecues so yeah clearly, we did know then something was there but yeah so simple well that's interesting because like that's kind of what we put you know a lot of people and again we've got we try to go away from crossfit because when people hear crossfit they go there's no way i can do it Um, you know a lot of people kind of you know see some of the videos of us in the gym and stuff like that and they're like there's no way i can do that and and we're the same it's it's not about the working out like yeah it's it's a part of it but it's what you do in between sets you know, you, you always partner up and you, you're spotting on the bench and in between, you know, oh, how's work going? Or, you know, how are you coping with COVID? Or, you know, how are the little ones going? And it's those kind of interactions in between, which we find are really important. Because um, as I said, kind of early, you know, people, especially men, don't come out and say, hey, look, I feel depressed. And, you know, it's, it's kind of they give you pieces of the puzzle that you need to put together to go, well, hold on a minute, you know. Terry's not right at the moment, you know. We've, he's a couple of times he's talked about work, he's talked about troubles with the kids sleeping, um, and you know his job's 
he, he might lose his job. And we kind of, you know, you try to put the pieces to puzzle to go, all right, well, you know, let's reach out to him a little bit more, send him a text message. And, you know, I know from, you know, my gym kind of guys, buddies, that we've got a group chat and, you know, 95% of it's absolute banter. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's that 5% of how, how are you going with COVID and, you know, what's how's your work adapting and, and stuff like that? Or we saw this on the news, now, is that affecting you? So there's still that kind of element of, you know, connecting through just to make sure everyone's or the boys are all right and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, we, we've had the same kind of issue. People going, oh, I don't know, I won't be able to keep up. I'll just come and watch the workout. You go, yeah, the workout's probably 10% of what we do. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's, you know, the last the last workout we were allowed to have before we went into lockdown again, we were, you know, the workout went for an hour. We, had a, we kind of had this interactive workshop for half an hour. Then we sat around for an hour having a beer. Um, and that was probably the best part of it, you know, where where people have this opportunity. You know, again, you don't have to say, oh, I've got high levels of anxiety and, you know, I don't want to go to a, a therapist. It's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm struggling because, you know, I play footy and I can't play at the moment because of COVID. So, and then you can kind of build on that. We do the same after our games on the weekend. It's great. And you just mentioned what exactly what we do. Like we sit there, someone brings the beers, is nominated to bring it. And then the football's great, like we enjoy it, but we get off and then we all just sit around and then inevitably the chat comes, like talking about kids or so-and-so sick or they're going through a divorce or, you know, and it, those little bits come out in those little one-on conversations. And then I walk away from that feeling a million dollars, even if there's been, you know, some tricky stuff discussed or whatever. At least those guys know, like you can't. We remind the same thing at the WhatsApp group. Ninety percent is just pure yeah. ridiculousness, <laughs> constantly. And then there's that little bit of someone has just had a baby, or they're struggling with something, or they need something move move the house, or whatever. Or during a couple of the, you know, during COVID, a couple of people lost some work and like contracting and stuff, so they have to. Those are the things where everyone's rallied around and went, "Oh, mate, I'll help you. Like, don't worry, you know." suddenly you've got that support um yeah and that's what it's about i think it's amazing but i one question i was thinking really it's always plays in my mind i say like it's the vehicle right so we choose the barbecues to do what we do but also there are other things that help me i having a coffee with a mate having a beer with a mate um doing you know there's all those other things that people do it doesn't it's not necessarily just sport how do you how do you find, especially experience of the people coming? Um, I guess, I guess your your advice or tips or even experiences on how do you divert them to, more towards the gym than going out and getting leathered in the pub or getting you know, <laughs> or because I, I love having a beer with my mates and having a couple, and then I feel like we have a really good chat. I did it on Sunday night for the first time in like six months with a very good friend of mine, and we both text each other after and said, "Mate, I was like really needed that." But we just had, you know, three beers and then we went home. But they're the nights where that tips over and I go on a big one and it's chaos for me. I know I'm doing it because of my anxiety, my depression. Like it's the worst the next like it's the worst the next day. And I, it's my own fault. It's terrible. I shouldn't do it. And it knocks me out half the week. How do you divert people away from yeah, do you ever have that discussion with people or have you noticed people try how to choose the shit yeah. Destructive yeah, things. True. Yeah, I guess, you know, using my own lived experience um, and knowing how much the gym has helped me. But again, like there's an abundance of research about the exercise and mental health and, and how it plays such a role in it. Um, so we, there's a, I guess there's a lot of it kind of education around that. Um, you know, I, I guess I'm also lucky in my background that I've, you know, I've trained a variety of people. Um, you know, from weight loss to athletes to, you know, people just want to get stronger to the people that want their six-pack for summer. Um, so you can kind of adapt what we do to whoever comes. Um, so there's probably a lot of education around it to say, you know, you, you explain, like as you said, you know, you go out on a massive bender and for the next four days probably feed into your, your moods because you can't do anything. Um, I don't know, that's for me, like, 
even now, like, um, you know, I have six beers, like I'm a write-off for the next day. Um, you know, I've got my head in the toilet and then it takes me to, like I'll do that on Saturday and then by Wednesday, like I'm, I'm starting to feel a bit better. Um, you know, that again, that's ruined my whole week, which puts me in a down mood again because I'm like, you know, you have this regret and, and stuff like that. So as I kind of mentioned before, the hardest bit for us is to get people through the door. Of course. Um, yeah. But what we've found is once they're there, they love it, which I'm sure is the same, you know, and I, and it's funny you, you bring it up because I remember on the podcast um, you talked about how, you know, people struggle to come and one of the reasons why you wanted to do outdoor barbecues is for people to walk past so they can yeah. see what it is and if they feel comfortable, they'll come up. Um, for us, it's a little bit different because we're in a yeah, gym. Today. <laughs> you actually have to come in the door and and say, but we feel like once they're in, they love it. Um, yeah. and, and the feedback we get after a, uh, an event, after, you know, a workout is unbelievable. And they're like, I can't believe I didn't start this earlier. So uh, it's a, lo a lot of our education. Um, I try to do my best to put as much out there on social media as possible. Um, I, I learned that in my um PT days, personal training days, that trying to sign a new client, they want to know what you do. Um, yeah. So the more content you have out there to say, this is what we do, a lot more people feel comfortable. Um, I know that's for me. If I'm going to try something new, like I feel like, um, you know, at the Microsoft head office, breaking into, you know, stalking, <laughs> you know, these yeah. companies and finding out what they do and what they've been tagged in and say, you know, pretty much know the lay of the land before I walk in. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tricky to get the people through the door, but we find once they're in, they absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, people have, you know, because our workouts have been on Sundays, people have said, you know, I didn't go, I didn't have a drink last night because I knew this was coming up and, I, you know, I wanted to do it. Uh, you know, by no means are we kind of preaching this healthy lifestyle, but, you know, so we'll have a beer afterwards, but, you know, all the snacks that we have, they're all, you know, healthy. Um, we have, luckily, one of our biggest supporters is um, one of my gym buddies. She owns a naturopath, Sisu Botanicals, and she does everything vegan, um, gluten-free, like, like, I've always been spectacular. Uh, like unsure about vegan food and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it's just carrots, yeah. carrots and hummus. But she doesn't, yeah. mate. Like she brought in um, sausage rolls the other day, and I swear, if, like if you didn't know, you'd be like, oh, these are the you know the best sausage rolls you've ever had. And oh, they're all vegan. So um, you know, like we also kind of like again, we don't preach healthy eating and stuff like that because you know my wife will be the first one to tell you that I love a hamburger and a pizza and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we're just trying to get people to come in, and once they're in, they're just a part of the family, and they love it. It's, it's brilliant because I think that's what, again, what we try and do. Like, there's no preaching. It's mm. come and enjoy it. If you enjoy, if you, you know, just come to the first one, and that is the hardest, hardest thing yeah. to get people to come to these things. Like, as you would know, and we've had we've had a couple of recently where we started new ones and COVID here, and then trying to get people to that interest again. Like, we get a lot of people on Facebook. 50 people yeah. saying they're coming or interested and we had a couple where like literally no one turned up and people get a bit disappointed i said mate it took me a year in surrey hills in sydney to get 10 people to come to my barbecue so yeah. and that was literally turning up some of the most awkward first couple like one person there's two of us <laughs> yeah. and then we just went nah we're doing it because we're saying we're here for two hours like regardless of who turns up and drops in and eventually, you know, it clicks and you build that community and then someone else brings a friend and then yeah. it doesn't, you know, numbers for us, it wasn't about having 50, but it was about having enough there that it's intimate enough that people feel, they don't feel threatened. But um, so, yeah, the hardest thing is getting them there. Once they're there, I think they understand. It's almost I can see their shoulders drop, I always say, by the end, or um, some people I do, where they've, even if they've said nothing, like they've just gone away afterwards and thought about it and i leave people i've left people at the barbecue on the two hour point and they're still chatting you know half an hour later and that's yeah. the best sign that they've actually got out and had some connection with someone for that day so it's great that i think that little bit you said at the end like the simple format of yeah and then we sit around and chat that yeah. part is just gold because you kind of 
ease them into that, like the soft entry into that. You haven't just sat in there in a room and gone, right, tell me a story, like face-to-face, -face, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so it's brilliant. But um, what, what do you think, uh, I guess, what has Beyond the Barbell taught you about uh, men in general and, and our ability to, well, no, just what has it taught you about men, yeah, generally? It's interesting, man. For Outlock, when I think about it, we're all the same. Like, you kind of, uh, you know, in the past, you know, because I've, you know, always been that gym person and, you know, the shaved head and usually I've got a beard, but the masks in Melbourne are really itching, so <laughs> I had to get rid of it and just leave the stash. Uh, you know, so I had this kind of, this look of being this big, tough and, you know, intimidating guy that goes to the gym and throws his weights around and stuff like that. Um so people kind of just assume that I don't have any, you know, issues or, you know, loving life, married, got a house. Um, but at one of our events, I actually got up and I shared my story, um, you know, about happy on the barbell. And so many people came up afterwards and were like, look, I had no idea. Like, I can resonate with you. Like, I felt that, I felt that. And what we found is like, you know, a lot of the guys that, you know, you wouldn't think, We've got so many things in common and similarities about how we think. And, um, and so this kind of this idea about men having to put on this big persona of being big and tough. And uh, I'm actually talking to my colleagues about it the other day, this, you know, the pressures of, of being this big, tough man all the time. What we found is, you know, we go to the gym and, and we kind of all want the same thing. We all want to be able to share how we're feeling, but um, we just need that one person to go first. Um, so for, for our event, it was me. Like I just got up and uh, it was quite nerve-wracking. Uh, it was probably the – it was about 50 people there and um, my dad and my sister were in the crowd as well and it was the first time that I'd kind of opened up about, you know, my mental health and how much I struggled and how bad it got and – you know, the, the consequences of that. Um, and then it was I was so surprised with the amount of text messages and phone calls and the people come up afterwards, like, you know, now that they want to share their story, which is, you know, something we, we try to do. We've got, um, I'm terrible at videos and editing and stuff like that, but we tried to start like a video of barbell conversations where people can yeah. actually share their stories. Um, and that's what we've kind of found that, you know, we all think we're this big, tough man, but at the end of the day, like, we do want to share our emotions and we do want to share our stories. Um, and, yeah, in the gym, we've been able to give people the platform to do that. Um, and as I said, like, you know, you get the biggest, scariest-looking guy walking into the gym and he's exactly the same. You give him an opportunity and he's happy to share his story. Um, mm. So I guess that's probably probably one thing that I've found that we're a lot more alike than people think. Um, they Guys just need a platform to do it. Um, and it's kind of programs like yours and Beyond the Barbell where we give them that platform to feel comfortable, to say, all right, well, I'll talk about my, my emotions. And, um, yeah, sometimes you just kind of need that leader to, to take control of it. So... Um, yeah, I guess that's probably the biggest thing that I've taken away from men in the group. Do you ever have to um, uh, see uh, more? I think about it last, maybe the last year. I've thought about it a lot more. The kind of next stages of where we're at generally, um, and this is I'm a, I'm quite a skeptical person anyway. But I'm you know it's ironic I'm doing this, but I'm doing it because I saw a need here. But I feel we've got to this point. This is my own view. Um, we put this point now where we're a lot more comfortable talking about it or at least addressing it or listening to others talk about it and maybe we're not there right yet in the skills of how to do it not everyone because i know it's can be it's not always great to tell everyone just talk and tell your story because if you've never done it and then you do it and it's not done in a safe way it can be i've yeah. seen it in a lot of facebook groups and all sorts of things that worries me a little bit just because I'm around there and I know doctors tell me about the pitfalls of that. Um, so I feel like we're getting there, like we've moved this massive shift to be fair, like it's 
it's been a big, big shift with a lot of work, the sort of work we're doing and other groups are doing. But I'm also thinking now we're in this kind of limbo bit where it's like, how do we, I think it's more the next step of education and training and maybe mentorship. And that's where I kind of see it, where it's at. What do you think about that? Like, what's the what's the next stage for you? Do you think like how do you how does Beyond the Barbell play a part in it, or do you want to play a part in that? Yeah, it's um, well, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's about education, uh, and that's something we're we're in the process of working through. Um, that kind of next generation of kids coming through, uh, and it's you know, well, I'm 35 now, but just the way I was brought up, you have this kind of idea of what a man is that, that being yes. tough. You know, you know, I, I, I joke about it at, um, at work. I've never changed a car tire and I've never used a chainsaw. Um, and I kind of feel like it's, emas- it's emasculating for me not to be able to do that just because I remember growing up, you know, that's what dad did. That's what my dad did, you know, he, yeah. the tire needs fixing. Um, I'll call RACV and go, Matt, like, yeah. I'd, I'd give it a crack, but it's, it's a tire. I'll probably, you know, put it on wrong and hurt myself or... Um, so I think it's around this education about, you know, kind of redefining what it, it is to be a man. Like, you know, we don't have to hide our emotions. We don't have to, you know, have this tough guy persona. Um, and we are working on workshops at the moment to, to kind of deliver not so much to high school, but more to your kind of tapes and universities about, um, you know, it's, it's okay if you, if you want to cry, if you, you know, if you want to hug your mate, if you, if you want to talk about your feelings. Again, you know, we look at ourselves as a preventative program as opposed to a, a cure. So yes. uh, we make it clear that if, if you are going to share your story and stuff like that, we just want to hold the space. So we're not actually going to say anything. We're big on just holding the space. So you get, you've got, you know, however long it is to share your story. Um, you know, we've obviously, like as you did at the start, we've got disclaimers and we have people that we refer to and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we try to make that clear with them. Like it's a safe space to share your story, um, but we're not psychologists, we're not counsellors and stuff like that. And and we, you know, myself and the other gentleman, Luke, who run these sessions, you know, we just try to facilitate it um, and just give them a, a safe space to talk as opposed to saying, oh, you know, oh, did you think about trying to do this or try to do that or do you think that's, you know, because we don't know that, you know, we don't know the, the full story. So it's kind of, we'll just hold the space. So, you know, we, we, we run workshops about, you know, ways to hold space and, you know, that, those questions that you ask to kind of get them to open up a little bit more. Uh, you know, we're really big on, you know, having a, a comfortable environment. So, you know, for, for most of the guys, it is the gym, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, you know, just confronting them face to face and saying, hey, look, you seem like there's something wrong. So, you know, we're big on kind of educating guys, and especially the younger generation or the younger guys about, you know, this, you know, in the old days, yeah, you know, it was, that's what men did and, and that's how they were brought up, you know. Their fathers went to war and, and they, were, they were told to have that stiff upper lip. But, you know, things have changed, we've evolved um, and it's, you know, it's okay. And I think there's a lot, it's a lot more destigmatized now, you know, because we're talking about it. Like, you know, perfect example is, you know, we've been speaking, speaking for the last 50 minutes about men's health and, so, you know, I, I've kind of opened up, said, I've, you know, the introvert, I'm shy, and so have you. So I think that we are destigmatizing de- men's health, uh, but I still think there's a lot of problem about this toxic masculinity that f- for some reason it's just a little bit of a roadblock that we can't get past. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of education and and, you know, allowing people to share their stories and then hopefully it's a flow and effect that people kind of see, oh, well, you know, this footballer shared his story, Lance Franklin shared his story, so it's similar to mine. Maybe it's okay for me to share mine. Um, so I think we're getting there, but, yeah, a lot more education kind of needs to go out there. Absolutely. And that's the I, I definitely don't ever put it down. I think the way we've, um, it's, I'd say, last 
maybe five years just been mind-blowing like it's kind of when I'm, th I'm 36 when I was 30 and then I first like told people about you know me and my kind of story that was like, I couldn't stop there and once I'd done it like cat was out the bag kind of thing it was like well, I ain't yeah. going back so it's liberating like, isn't it yeah it was it was unbelievable I should think about it now ridiculous like the, the thought process that went in before that the uh what I thought the reactions would be and what they were. And I never had anyone say anything negative touch room to this day. So um, it's been amazing. Like, it's incredible. And I think that's where we're at. Like our initiatives are a nice soft, I call it a soft entry and like get people mm. into the space so that they do feel a bit more comfortable. And for some, that's all they need to come for every week or whatever long it is to a workout. Like that's all they need. They just needed that sense of community to keep on track and like to know that if something does go shit, they've got a bit of an outlet. Um, for others, it's more of a, it might be that they come and go, well, actually, maybe I need that next step and they can start to navigate through the system instead of doing what I did and was like throwing it at the other end and then kind of work my way back and then back yeah. up again. <laughs> so it's like, you know, working it all out. There's like, a, I don't want people to do that. Um, and they shouldn't, they shouldn't feel like they have to now with all the resources and support there is around incredible things like you're doing. But um, look, I think we're almost up, but I'd love to, um, uh, I'd love for you to tell everyone where they can find out more about what you're doing, what's next, um, yeah, and any socials they can follow, website, everything else. Yep. Uh, so a website which I manage, uh, and as if you jump on, you'll see that I'm not a web developer. Um, <laughs> it is beyondthebarbell.net.au. Um, that has. A little bit about ourselves it's got workouts in there it's got links to our youtube page which has exercises and different workouts you can do um, it has all the initiatives where we're doing so it has all the details for, for 42 for 42 so if any of the listeners out there want to get involved um, with their business um, so we, we're kind of doing it you know for some it'll just be with the business owner that we thought kind of give them some resources for others um i've actually got a, a gym booked in where i'm going to do the class with them and then discuss afterwards about you know men's mental health and getting help um, so that's all on the website then we're pretty active on instagram that's probably our main um main one to use so that's beyond the barbell inc uh where we've got everything um it's got links to all our web pages our youtube pages as well on facebook it's facebook uh, it's beyond the barbell one uh the number one um, and that's linked to everything as well so that's got most of it as i said instagram's probably our biggest kind of platform where we put what we're doing um videos uh, we're doing a bit of a series now of my training for my 42 workouts in three months. So a lot of, lot of footage of me just sprawled out on the ground wondering what Love I'm it. doing. Um, I'm, I'm very lucky. You could probably see in the background, I actually have a gym at home. I think like you just moved gym. that across deliberately for the, for the video. <laughs> no, no. I, if it's I flipped it around the other way... If I flipped it around the other way, I've got bikes and rollers, I've got dumbbells, oh, I've got kettlebells. It's, um, yeah, That's it's it. not being a drinker. I spend all my money on gym equipment. My wife hates it because um, every week there's something on the doorstep that I've bought. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, website, Instagram, Facebook, we're all there. Uh, YouTube, we have, you know, a lot of videos. As I said before, we have barbell oh. conversations where we let guys kind of tell their story. So, um, yeah. Find us there, reach yeah, out. You've inspired me to check out because uh, I got my hour tomorrow at lunch booked in for my workout. So I'm 100% going to check out the YouTube now. I find it's really hard because I go to do these things and I'm quite organized and I'm quite, and if I don't have something set for me to do at that time, I tail off in the workout and I just kind of don't do what I should be doing. So yeah. it's good. I need yeah. things like that. I do have a yoga one as well, which my body's not very flexible. So I've been using this great guy, Sean Beek. It's hilarious yep. videos. It's very good stretching videos. And I need something like that. So tomorrow I'll be checking that out. Um, yeah. But I'll, I will also share everything you just mentioned as well in our groups and everything else on the socials so everyone can check it out. Um, and thank you so much for coming on. I think it's unbelievable. Uh, really resonate with me, um, as you can tell. 
um, yeah, same vibe of what we're trying to do, create create that community and connection, be that soft entry for people and providing that, them that, um, that outlet. I think it's incredible, mate. And hopefully we'll, um, yeah, we'll get to meet at some stage when uh, everyone can travel. I had all these yeah, Melbourne Mel trips booked in just before, like March, everything. So I'll be doing that next year. So I'll come say hello and we can do a workout. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, thank you very much for having me on, Derry. As I said at the start, you were um, a big inspiration for Beyond the Barbell uh, when I heard you on the podcast. So uh, yeah, thank you very much. It's a long-time follower. So very privileged to, to be a part of tonight. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure's all mine. All right, take it easy, everyone. And we'll see you next week on TRH again. Cheers, Michael. Thank you.